And very weakly, that was the sound of the start of the second episode of the Fumble Brewski podcast. And like any man who lacks, uh, who has no self-respect, I'm drinking a warm Coors Light at 10.18 in the morning because that's what we have to do here on Fumble Brewski. The Rockies are not blue, the sun is not shining, but it is Sunday and there is football so we'll be okay. <laughs> Fernando, how are you doing today? The sun is definitely not shining. What's up guys? Currently dealing with a little bit of a hangover right now. I'm actually live to you from Duval County, Jacksonville. Took a little bit of a bender. Visited one of my buddies this weekend. <laughs> Actually, we pulled off a fantasy football trade yesterday around like 1.30 in the morning while hitting the bars. Um, I think I swindled him, but, you know, that's <laughs> a, I did pay for all his beers that night, so it's, it's worth it. I am dying right now, though, so Spencer's kind of drinking alone. I'm just staring at this this warm, warm Bud Light in front of me. <laughs> it's okay. At the Fumble Brewski podcast, we rally. That's why Fernando's trudging through. He'll nurse that Bud Light all the way through the episode. And we decided here to start a little beer counter. So we each had two the first night. We're going on numbers five, six, and seven because Fernando made me drink two. <laughs> so so yep. we'll, we'll have a new tally every week for you. Um, but now I guess it's time to jump into some football because it is a nice Sunday morning. So Fernando, I know there's a few few headlines you wanted to talk about before we jump into our game picks. So... Why don't you start us off? Well, guys, if you're listening to us right now, you know, I think it's very always important. No matter how dead you are, no matter how many, how many beers, no matter how hungover you are, you always got to wake up early Sunday morning because you have to check your inactives, man. If you're looking at fantasy just like I am, you can see, all right, Corlin Sutton is still a game-time decision, you feel me? So if I were you and I had roster space, I'd pick up K.J. Hamler. I'd pick he up better be Jerry playing, Judy, though. you know? <laughs> like, e- either way, like – you got to have someone just in case for Corlin Sutton. Um, it'll be a nice way, actually, for people like Sutton and players like Miles Sanders, who this is going to be their version of week one, their first game of the season. You'll finally be able to see where, if the fantasy hype is real or if it's time to start actually measuring your expectations of these guys. A lot of guys took Miles Sanders in the round in round one, Corlin Sutton as a top 15 guy in tops of round three. So it's time to see if the fantasy hype is worth it, you know. In our league itself, actually, Miles Sanders fell to 19th overall, where I got to take him with the second-round pick. I can't believe he lasted until your second-round pick. That's ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a huge running back guy, so <laughs> believe me, for Miles Sanders to fall at RB2 for me was a dream come true. Um, he is a little injury-prone, um, as you've already seen to start the season, so I'm a little scared. Um, but I'm excited. i got to say, Fernando, though. I got to say, honestly, it's a little weird uh, for a lot of players. Because there are a lot of players like Miles Sanders, like Cortland Sutton, who missed week one. And because, there out, is no, and because there was a lack of a preseason, this is basically a shot in the dark for a bunch of players. Because you really don't know what part they're going to have in their offense. Especially if they're not already like an established piece of the offense. So you really don't know what Cortland Sutton's going to do. Or you really don't know how many carries... Boston Scott is going to take away from Miles Sanders. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to kind of gauge fantasy value in this semi-preseason of a week two, especially for the players that were injured. For the sake of my teams, I have Cortland Sutton on two of my teams, so I really need him to play. And on one of them, I have Cortland Sutton and Miles Sanders. So who knows what's going to happen this week. Well, I mean, listen, like if you have Miles Sanders, 
very little chance that you could be benching. Oh, him. I'm you, playing. You probably it, survived yeah. week one. Um, yeah, I'm I, playing. I eked out a win. I eked out a win with Miles Sanders on the bench, but I still was able to do it. Like, I just don't know if I have it in the tank to do a week two. You know, you got Corlin Sutton, you're probably hoping I need this guy. Granted, you've probably found your guys on the waivers by now, um, but it still would be very nice and refreshing to have him back. I don't have Kenny Galladay again, so we're going to have to deal with that loss. Um, we'll be coming with more with you guys with picks to pick up later on this segments. But uh, before we before we jump right into to our fantasy suggestions for this week in our second uh, second segment of the You're Welcome section of this podcast, I'd just like to take the time to formally apologize for my lack of support in Gardner Minshew. Fernando, yeah. feel free to say whatever you want to say. I I'm deserve it right now, man. So take it back. <laughs> take it back. Gardner is listening. I told you. I, okay, I did not think Minshew Mania was going to carry the squad to a dub week one, especially over the Colts. But hey, <laughs> Minshew Mania, baby. Gardner held it up and he balled out just like I said he would. Now, yeah, I gotta say, I was way off. I, I didn't, like even regardless of the result of the game, I thought he was gonna absolutely be a dud, and he he really showed up. Yeah, guys, you'll notice this is a trend. Start to listen to me. Don't listen to Spencer oh, really hey. so much. Like, Fuck I, that. Come on. <laughs> I was a little wrong on that Melvin Gordon call, but until Philip Lindsay got hurt, they were splitting carries very evenly, and it was exactly what I was worried about slash hopeful as a Philip Lindsay owner. But I don't know, man. We'll we'll have to see how our picks keep playing out, Spencer, because I am usually right. So we're gonna actually jump right in to that second uh, second edition of your welcome, where I'll prove once again how wrong you are and how good I am <laughs> in fantasy football, <laughs> because I clearly have a great track record so far. So with that, I'm going to start with who you should avoid, and as much. As it pains me to say this, I gotta say, I think you gotta avoid most Dolphins wide receivers this week, just because it's it's tough. We're playing a, a good Bills defense with good cornerbacks, and the Dolphins offense hasn't quite looked great. They didn't look great against New England. You really don't know what they're gonna do, and you don't know which receiver will stand out. That's why I'd probably stay away. The only receiver I would play is if Devontae Parker's out. I'd consider playing Preston Williams as a sort of flex option, but even that is a little risky just because then he's going to go up against, what, Tredavious White uh, or some other top cornerback from the Bills' defense, so it'll be tough. So that's that's my stay away from Dolphins wide receivers today. Yeah, like Spencer said, if, Pre- if, Devon- if D. Park's out, you know, at least Preston Williams will have a shit ton of volume, which if you're playing in PPR, it will at least have some general level of attractiveness to you i mean they might be 20 catches for 10 yards but hey that's still 21 points right there um no for staying like i don't know staying away is a little hard this week you know like i said it's injuries you really especially with people who lost michael thomas again like damn it man i i would have to say like for a hate like i don't know not like a hate but like if you have cooper cup you're not benching him but if you have better options, like if you're in an eight-man, maybe even a ten-man, and you're wide receiver heavy, I'd consider bumping him down to your flex. You know, like they're playing the Eagles. You know, like it's still nice. You know, like it's a nice matchup. But I just, it's more of me thinking Robert Woods is gonna ball out. Like, yeah, Cooper Cup got his extension, but they're both big monies on on the Rams. And yeah, I can, just, I can just see Robert Woods having a nicer day, man. 
Like, just see Cooper Cup playing second fiddle, and he's not going to have those crazy high end wide receiver one, low end one numbers you might think I gotta him say, sometimes. I, I agree because I think the Rams, not to the same extent, but I think the Rams are similar to the Cowboys in that, like, they have multiple wide receivers that are very good and that deserve targets. So they just take away from each other. Like on the Cowboys with Cooper and Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, it's really hard to figure out who's going to be the highest volume guy. Uh, and it's kind of similar on the Rams. You never really know between Cup and Woods. So I don't hate that. That being said, I'm probably still playing Cup if no, I have. you got to play Cup. It's more of just like, you know, they were very run heavy last week. You don't know how this game is going to play out. And if Robert Woods takes the lead, you know, how much work is there for Cooper Cup? Like, crazy game could he have a nice game yeah do i think he's gonna have a plus 20 point game and carry your team to victory no and Cooper Cup, if you're listening to me prove me wrong prove go, me off. Wrong, go off yeah young. go off Cooper go off young king <laughs> that'll be the start of our next show once cooper cup scores two touchdowns and 150 yards <laughs> hey i'll buy you a cold beer not a warm one that is a promise there cooper cup if you're listening and you score two touchdowns fernando will buy you a cold beer <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so now I'm going to move into my my start of the day, and I got to go with Mike Williams here. It's a it's a bit of a risk. He's a boomer bust guy. I know that, but he's playing a, a not too good Kansas City defense, and he actually got the most targets on the team last week, uh, and he did a pretty good job. He also has the most yards per attempt towards him at about 16 yards per attempt. So that means with his volume. And the deep passes, he's primed for a big fantasy day, especially against the Chiefs sort of secondary that's never been good and they usually let up a lot of points. So if he can even get five catches for like 85 yards and a touchdown, there's a solid day for Mike Williams. That's why I have him in my starting lineup today. I mean, yeah, man, anytime you got a receiver like Keenan Allen on the outside, you know you're going to be facing some single coverage. Um, yeah, that secondary is not that good. I was actually yesterday watching a twenty the twenty eighteen week fifteen game, Chiefs Chargers. Why? <laughs> Why? It, was on, it was on the TV, man. I tried to tell the bartender to change, and she said no. They have very strict rules. No. Anyways, I watch the old games. <laughs> watch the two year old game instead of the current UCF, the, the, the current oh, UCF rough. Georgia Tech game. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> stupid Jacksonville. Um, <laughs> That's so, what like, you get for going to Jacksonville. Allen, you know, has been. Facing that Chiefs squad for a while. I could see them trying to lock him up so Mike Williams would have a nice day. Um, I hope not because I have Keenan Allen, so I needed him to ball out. But I agree with you for one, Spencer. For my loves, hey, it happens. For my loves, you know, <laughs> we're, looking at two, we're looking at two teams, you know, the Saints, Bucks, which, by the way, I was right in Spencer and Drew Brees defeated Tom Brady. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you lost Michael Thomas, you know, it might be, seem a little obvious, but try to get Emmanuel Sanders if you can. You know, like, that's exactly why the Saints signed a guy like Sanders. It's for if something happened to Michael Thomas. They still have a caliber guy that Drew Brees can trust and throw the ball to. So they're not throwing to drop man himself, um, Teddy Ginn. You know, I love his kick return game. It's, it was super fun <laughs> to play. He can't catch the but ball. But he can't catch. There's a reason it was called Ted Ginn kick returner and not Ted Ginn catch monster. <laughs> um, but before I we move on. You can go Emmanuel Sanders or I think, you know, oh, that's that's a little – that sounds very annoying. But um, before – before we move on, Spencer, I think a nice deeper oh. league play can be Scotty Miller, you know, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Godwin's out, um, and, you know, Tom Brady's going to have to yuck up the ball to somebody. And he does love his little white boys, you know, as we saw with Julian Edelman, <laughs> Cameron Amendola, 
Why not Scotty Miller, man? He sounds exactly like the type of guy Tom Brady loves in the locker room. Scotty I will say, Miller. I'm with you, but I'm against you because I do know, yes, Tom Brady does love his white receivers, and Scotty Miller did have a decent game. I just don't see the fantasy value yet. Like, even if he does have a good game, his level of a good game seems a little lower of a ceiling to me. Um, and the floor is pretty low as well, so I, I mean, I'd, I, mean, I, mean I don't think it's a catches. terrible pick. Just hold on, hold on. I don't think it's a terrible pick, but I wouldn't go be, I wouldn't go reach for Scotty Miller if you've got some other options. I'd keep him on the bench, maybe stash him for another week, see if he's good. But I do see what you're saying. I just don't think he's going to have a big enough fantasy day to warrant playing him. Five catches, 73 yards of what he had last week. 12 yards, you know. Hey, you trade one of those catches for a nice little TD, and we're talking about a whole other game, man. So we'll see. We'll see how Scotty does this week. I'm I'm rooting for you, Scotty. (laughs) Now, before we move on, I want to talk about the Saints one more time. Uh, Where, if anywhere, does Taysom Hill hold a spot in fantasy lineups? Does he deserve a spot on your team? We know that he's... Is a spot in my heart, but not in my lineup. <laughs> okay, you know, I kind of agree. Taysom Hill, one of my favorite players, and I'm probably going to stash him in a league or two uh, just because I like him, but I probably will never play him. The only time I'd play him is, I don't know, a bye week if I'm desperate or I am drunk and set my lineup while I'm drunk. <laughs> I don't know. He just doesn't. You never know how they're going to use him, but he is a lot of fun to watch. Listen, I, I looked at it last year, you know, like when Taysom, if Taysom Hill, if I could line him up at tight end, you know, maybe even running back so I can put him at flex, that's one story because that could be fun, you know. If I have to play Taysom Hill. You can put him at, at tight end. If you have to put him at quarterback, you're fucked. Like there's just. Well, Taysom Hill is a tight end. Isn't he a quarterback on tight ESPN, end? On ESPN, on ESPN, he's listed as a tight end. I well for the bye week. Welcome to to the lineups, <laughs> Taysom Hill. Uh, not if I get the higher waiver claim. Come on, <laughs> you will have the higher waiver claim by that point of the season. I, I know. Hey, I'm one to know this week. <laughs> so look at that. We're turning a new leaf here in the fantasy league. This is my year. Way, it's time never, to take it. One and zero going for two and zero this week. Never get disappointed if you lose early in fantasy football. If you're ever going to lose, it's early in the season, so you can get those high priority waiver claims and potentially turn your season around. But all right, we got to move past this fantasy segment. I'm getting yeah, too much. Yeah, you're right. Okay, we're just going to go through a few game picks now. I told you last week that we'd keep track of them. Uh, we picked about seven games last week, and I went a whopping three and four. Well, Fernando went. Uh, five and two, maybe. <laughs> I was just letting him get a little advantage, so we're going to go right into this week's picks. And we're going to start with the Bills and the Dolphins. Um, once again, big Dolphins fan here. But the Bills have won four out of the last five, including the last three. And they haven't really been that close. Josh Allen seems to pick apart the Dolphins and run all over the Dolphins. Uh so I think we lose this one again. I do think we can actually keep it pretty close and make it an interesting game closer than the past few years, but I think we lose. I think if you are in an IDP league and you have Jerome Baker, he is going to have a monster game today because, yes, Josh Allen is going to run all over the field with us. They have, they're going to employ a two-back a two strategy with Singletary and Zach Moss, and they're just going to try to run it down our throats like they do every year. And I like the Bills, but... You know, they just wanted some money last week, but damn them. I'm going to get annoyed watching them today. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to lose. Be rough. Yeah, yeah it's the be strength rough. of our defense is our is is our our secondary, you know, and the Bills is more of a run heavy team, and we're just as we saw last week with the, against the Patriots, we just aren't there yet stopping the run. Also, as you saw last week, Cam Newton, like it's like we didn't know he was going to run the ball, and Josh Allen does the same thing, so I'm worried Josh Allen's going to have a big day running the ball. So play I him mean, in your fantasy leagues. If you actually remember when Josh Allen was coming into the league. I like I hate to say it this way, but his pro comparison was a white Cam Newton. That's all I'm gonna say, man. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty good at what he does. Okay, he we're gonna white, move on. White Cam Newton, you know. So sorry, Dolphins. Uh, we're gonna move on to the Rams at the Eagles. The Rams one and zero after winning against the Cowboys, and the Eagles had a pretty shocking loss to the to the Redskins or the Washington Football Team. Excuse me. Uh, after being up by double digits, then they lost and really kind of threw the game away. How do you see this one playing out? How do you lose to a team that's not named after anything besides a team? Hey, how they're one and zero. No, how do you lose to the football team? <laughs> um, you know, I liked what I saw from the Rams last week. Um, I really was surprised to see that running offense play well with Malcolm Bra- Malcolm Brown as the lead, not Daryl Henderson, who we all thought. Not even Cam Akers. You know, they got some nice three backs that they like there. Um, Sean McVay is an offensive genius, and I just see them beating the Eagles. You know, the Eagles are still a little banged up. Um, I want to say Miles Sanders has a nice game, but they're still hurting a little bit for receiving weapons. I think Jalen Rager is going to need to solidify a little bit into the offense. Um, I can see the Rams taking this one. They just got too many weapons, and the Eagles' defense just isn't good enough. Plus, a banged up offense not a nice combo for them. I'm gonna have to disagree with you there, Fernando. I think last week you're right. You're right. I was I was there. I I actually took the Cowboys last week. Me too. uh, Personally, and it did not work. Um, But I say I think the Rams played above their potential last week, and I think the Eagles played below their potential last week. And I do think that as much as it doesn't make sense, I think the Eagles get one back today and pretty much make up for it. And I think on their schedule. Going into the season, they had a win at Washington and a loss against the Rams. I think they just flip-flop that and get back on track. I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game, and I think it's going to be a close game. So it could go either way, but I see the Eagles sort of squeaking this one out and kind of sending the Rams into into a tailspin a little bit. Um, that's, that's my prediction. I'm going for it. Go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's go on to the next game. Um, we're going to talk about the other birds, the Falcons, uh, who lost against the Seahawks last week and now face the 0-1 Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is favored in this game. Uh, I got to say, I don't know what to tell you about the Cowboys, man. Uh, they, every year, was that a burp? Yeah. I'm that was pretty sick. This, I'm trying to drink this, but it's a little rough, guys. I'll give it a solid, a solid 5 out of 10 there on oh. sheer volume. Sheer volume alone. <laughs> but only five monster. out of ten. I won't go higher than that. <laughs> uh, but either way, the Cowboys confuse me. Um, I don't know how good they actually are. I know they're supposed to be contenders, but they seem to disappoint. But I have to ride with them one more time. I think they get on track here and get a win against the Falcons. Should actually be a pretty fun game because they're kind of different style teams. But I think the Cowboys pull it out. What do you think? Look, I got Dak in the league, so I'm a little bit of a... I got Dak, I got Zeke, I got Mike Gallup. I'm big invested in the Cowboys offense this year. But it's the same reason why I think the Cowboys are going to win this week. Dak Prescott is playing for the contract, man. 
he is playing for the contract. The same reason I was saying last week he was going to win, he ended up letting me down. If it wasn't for that stupid Mike Gallup PI, which is just, that was just football, just hand fighting. But anyways, Dak Prescott is paying to be a $40 million man. He is paying to prove people wrong. He's paying to play homage to his mother, to his brother. He wants to <laughs> fuck people up. He wants to shove his arm up. So why doesn't he, though? Why doesn't he do it then? Don't doubt him. Let him do it this time, baby. Let him do it. <laughs> Who dem boys? Who dem boys? <laughs> All right. That's two Cowboys picks against the Falcons. We're going to go on to our next game here. And we're going to pick the Buccaneers. Once again, pretty pretty bad start for them against the Saints with all the hype to just get kind of kind of beat pretty handily there against the Saints. They didn't look too good. Their first drive was so smooth. Started off with a touchdown. I even told my brother, I'm like, wow, they could win the Super Bowl. And then they just fucked it up for the rest of the game. Now they're playing the Panthers. Should be another really high-scoring game. The over-under is at 47 right now. I'd actually lean towards the over in that game with McCaffrey on one side and the Bucks offense on the other. Uh, I think we could be in for a high-scoring affair, and I think the Buccaneers finally figure it out, and the Panthers go to an 0-2 start, but the Buccaneers get to 1-1. What do you think? I think I was just thinking in my head, like, wow. I could see the Buccaneers' offense faltering. You know, they just lost Godwin. Mike Evans is still not 100%. They've got guys like Scotty Miller they're throwing to, you know? Like... This this could be bad. But then I also thought, is Tom Brady going to let the start of his new career go over? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I hate Brady, guys. I I have actually, I'm probably one of the few people in the world. I've seen, I've gone to six Dolphins Patriots games and I've seen Tom Brady lose six <laughs> times. You know? Lose I, six times? I've seen him, I've never seen Tom Brady win. He's a loser in my <laughs> eyes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You're the probably the only person. To, to my Patriots fanboys who are listening to this, I know my dogs. Shout out my dogs, Cameron and Baroth, Brunham <laughs> 1. If you guys are listening to this, you know how much I don't like Tom Brady. But he's a winner. Except to me, he's a loser. But he's a winner. <laughs> so. Hey, you're, you're making me reconsider him. the pick here. I just don't see him <laughs> losing. To the, to the Panthers, you know, I, I want to say, yeah, like, they're going to, they've got their offense, you know, like, they, they want to start pulling out the new plays, and hey, I want to see more from DJ Moore, I got him in a lot of leagues, I think they can bust out some crazy action, and will it be high scoring? Yes, but I just don't see the Buccaneers dropping 0-2, it's just Tom Brady will not let That's, it happen. I gotta say, I'm on the same exact wave, because I gotta tell you, I told you last week. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's underrated as a quarterback, and he deserves some respect. And we all know McCaffrey is the best fantasy player in the NFL and probably the MVP uh, just because he, yeah, he's a fantastic football player, scores a lot, always does his job. But it's Tom Brady, man, and the dude knows how to win. And I don't really, like, it doesn't matter who he's playing or what the situation is. If there's anyone I can count on, probably, to pull off a win, it's got to be him. So so that's the only reason I'm taking the Buccaneers today. It's just I don't think he will let them lose. <laughs> yeah, man, if they lose, you start with, the, oh, is Brady falling off? People start looking at his arm strength, his passes, his reads. And that's why, okay, we got to move on for time purposes, but I just got to say real fast, that's why it doesn't make sense to me that Brady left it all. Like, I know they're going for it, but if he, if they happen to suck, Everybody's going to throw questions all over him when he's, to me, clearly like the GOAT at this point. 
Uh, I think he's just like asking for trouble right now, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Anyways, we're going to move on to the later games. We have Arizona Cardinals are hosting the Washington football team. Uh, both teams won last week. Arizona with a surprising win over the 49ers. Do they continue that streak against Washington? They are going to absolutely smack down the Washington football team. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't think I, it's close. I don't, we can't <laughs> even bet on that game type shit, I think, because Vegas is, Vegas knows this. There's no way that the football team like leaves with a win. It's just not going to happen. You know, I've got Scary Terry in a league, Terry McLaurin, but he's facing Patrick Peterson. He's going to get absolutely locked down. It's very sad. If the, if the Cardinals can put up points against the 49ers defense – enough points to win the game, uh, then I don't know what they're going to do to Washington. I think their offense is too good, and their defense was clearly good enough for San Francisco last week, and Washington has no semblance of a running game. And they got a second-year QB, so I just think it's a bad matchup, and it's a Cardinals victory for us. That being said, they have a disgusting defensive line. They have a defensive line almost as talented as the 49ers, I'd say, especially with the first-round pedigrees. Guys like Monte Sweat, they got Ryan Kerrigan still back there. Chase Young, might I add, you know, who had a very nice game <laughs> with two sacks last week. A um, couple QB hits, a strip sack also, I believe, actually. Um, but not like... They've got a very nice D-line. Like I could see them making hell for Kyler Murray, but he just so happens enough. If he was athletic enough to ru- like run from Bosa and the boys, yeah. I could definitely out see him <laughs> out like, like keeping up with like Washington football team. But like, hey, their D-line is no joke. Their team, their name, joke. Joke and a half. D-line, Joke and legit. a half. All right, we got two more games here, then we're going to move into our last segment of the show. But the two more games, starting with the Sunday night game, Patriots and Cam Newton take on the Seahawks. Both 1-0. I got to say, this is going to be a fun game. This is a good Sunday night game. And I I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. I think the Patriots lose. I think the Seahawks take it um, actually by about a touchdown. I think Cam Newton has a chance for a game-winning drive in the final two minutes and doesn't get it done. That's my prediction. I think it's not going to be the terrible, the like the worst loss for the Patriots. Uh, but I do think they do pick up an L here as Cam Newton's first L in New England. Yeah, you know, if you had told me a year ago that we would be watching two of the most QBs play in a Seahawks-Patriots game, I would have just said you were wasted. I, or I would have just called you Spencer, <laughs> you know, like just, just a straight yeah. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I deserve it. I gotta say, I deserve it. I was my overall performance last week was pretty bad in general, so I'm not backing up my my trash talk here. But yeah, I just don't see like I just Russell Wilson is just too good, and I just don't see the Patriots pulling up enough magic in their tank to fight off Russell Wilson in the in the game. You know, the Seahawks, the twelve. They've got a nice offense, dude. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are legit 1A, 1B tandem. Like, they've got a nice running back stable with Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, Rashad Penny. Like, they can run it up on you. They've got the defense to match, too. Jamal Adams looked terrifying. If you have IDP leagues, Jamal Adams is a safety plane like a linebacker, so get out after him. Do some trades. I know I tried to do everything I could to snag him. Seahawks are going to beat the Patriots, man. I think, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a tough game. 
Probably no. low scoring. No, you don't think so? No. Welcome no. To, welcome, welcome back to the league, Cammy Whammy. <laughs> All right. We'll leave, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at Cammy Whammy. And then we're going to move on to the last pick. Saints at Raiders, the opening of the Las Vegas Stadium. The opening of the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. First time there's been an NFL football game for an NFL team in Las Vegas. How do you see it playing out? I know you're a big Raiders guy. I said it last week. There was so much money, so much hype on this game. The Raiders would not disappoint. And lo and behold, they beat the Panthers, man. And hey, yeah. for that first, <laughs> that first game, again, you know, Josh Jacobs looked nice, you know. Darren Waller had a little bit of a foo game, but I see a nice little bounce back from him. And Edge on Gruden is legit, bro. The Gruden grinder. I miss him on, on miss him on TV, you know. Aww. But no, I think the Raiders take it, man. It's the, like you said, it's the first game in Los in in Las Vegas. I almost said Los Angeles. Excuse me. Wow. <laughs> just a little. It's just you. Just, you just don't know what you're talking about. That's all. Like it's not it's not a mistake. You just don't know what you're talking about. You don't really know football. And yet, you obviously don't know. You obviously don't know that the Saints are going to beat the Raiders on Monday night. You obviously don't know these things, Fernando. You know, to be fair, to be fair, I am a little hungover, and I did not think the Raiders were playing the Saints this week. But we're still going to defend the point because the Saints. That's why. <laughs> yes, exactly. The Saints don't have Michael Thomas, man. They're going to be dealing with a little bit of an injury, and I think Drew Brees putting a lot in the tank to beat the Bucks. So we'll, we'll go for the Raiders. Who are? We're going Hoo-ah. for the Saints We're here. We're with disagreeing with you. you It'll be a fun Monday night game. It's a little uh, bit of That definitely should be fun. A little bit of faded decision out here, but we're sticking with that pick. Go Raiders, baby. That's what we do here on Fumbaruski, except except you're wrong. <laughs> no, no. The last, the last segment, <laughs> the moment you've all been waiting for, the house on the house. So we're happy to announce... Well, for those of you that missed last week, the house on the house is when we put our money on one bet every week, and if we win, we then pool that money, use the winnings again, double up on another bet the next week, and we'll keep going until we lose. We're one for one right now. Uh, we bet on the Bills last week to beat the Jets at 6.5, minus 6.5. So now with $42 in our bank accounts, we're going to put it all on... The 49ers to beat the Jets because obviously the Jets are bad at football. We're so, going back to New York out here. <laughs> so, <laughs> that being said, since we're not creative and we think the Jets are pretty bad, we're just going to place this right here. $42 to win $38. 49ers minus 7. Now, I really wish it was 6.5. It would have been way better. But at least we won't lose if it's 7 so we're going to head and lock it in, throw the house on the house. House it's on the time. house, baby. You know. Remember house, you can We started with Oh, remember you can tweet at us. Sorry, Fernando. Remember you can tweet at us at Ruski on Twitter. Go give us a follow. We'll be posting throughout the day and throughout the week. Uh, and we'll be posting the link to this episode there as well. Uh, $42 to win 38. Tweet us your bets for next week. House is going on the house right now. Yeah, you know, we started, we say house, but we did start with a good little tent. I think we're up to a little trailer home. Hopefully by the end <laughs> of the season, we're throwing a mansion on the house, you know. We're but, throwing, yeah, we're throwing a mansion. But for right now, you know, we, like we said, we are going back to New York. 
Don't worry, we're not going to bet on the Jets every single week against the Jets every <laughs> single week. You know, Most likely, be some ridiculous spreads <laughs> where they're probably just it's just not going to be enticing enough to take them for L. Um, I do get double we had pleasure to do in it seeing and winning money and seeing the Jets lose. But look, guys, I just don't see the Niners going zero and two against the Jets, who just lost. <laughs> it's Le'Veon not going to happen. They just lost Le'Veon Bell. You know, like they're rolling out there with the inconvenient truth, the man, the myth, the legend, Frank Gore himself. Gorebor is a savage, but he is just old. You know, I just don't see. He's him. old. <laughs> I just don't see him <laughs> contending against that vaunted Niners like front line. Like you're going to eat him alive, like. I know he used to be a 49er, but they're not going to show him the love, man. It's okay. But. Frank Gore is old, but he is a legend. The man's made of steel. Uh, never gets injured. Always plays well. There's we love Frank Gore, but we don't love the Jets. <laughs> yeah, we do not love the Jets. So we're going to re ah. for the Niners to take their money. That'll bring us up to $80, and then you can be throwing all 80 on next week. Probably against the Jets, too. But let's just see who they play. Hopefully we're back again, betting eighty dollars next week. Yeah, the Jets uh, are playing the, the Colts. We could we could probably lock that bet in right now. <laughs> All right, we got two bets in. Already <laughs> throwing the house. <laughs> uh, that's all we got for you today, though. That's all we got. Remember, we're not perfect. We're not edited, but we are honest. That's the Fumble Ruski podcast. Uh, now available on all platform services, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Just search it up, Fumble Ruski. You can find us. Uh, and, yeah, tweet at us. Go Dolphins. Uh, we're out. How do we close the show? Go, go Dolphins, baby. You know, thank you for putting up with our little foolish antics. Um, I am hopefully going to be recovering and being back to drunk in an hour, maybe less. And <laughs> That's what we love to team. hear. Crush, as always. And if you guys want to start hearing a little bit more different fantasy segments, a little bit maybe more football news, we are planning on going to two episodes a week soon. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to diversify a little bit more and hit you with more stuff. I would love big fantasy guy. I'm also an IDP league, so I can hit all your fantasy needs. Booyah kasha, baby. All right, that's it. I'm Spencer. He's Fernando. This is Fumble Ruski. Everybody go get drunk and watch football. Let's go. <laughs> <Drunk>. Goodbye. <laughs>